may I ask you one more time to stand? So I want to read the passage from Psalm chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to read 1 through 4 in I version. Uh, o Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies, enemies to silence the foes and avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? This is the word of God. You may be seated. 9 year old Kevin uh, we have a person named Kevin in our congregation was asked to say blessing on the Thanksgiving dinner Thanksgiving meal and Kevin was always polite one of the boys and Andy his brother was the mischievous one Andy's not here today right uh, Kevin began his praying by thanking God for his family and his friends, naming them one by one. Then he began to pray for the food. He called every item by name, the green beans, mashed potatoes, coleslaw, corn, bread pudding, applesauce, dinner rolls, pecan pie, and chocolate cake. Then he began to pray about the turkey. He prayed, that turkey looks so juicy and good. Thank you, mom, for preparing it. Thanks for the car that brought the turkey home from the grocery store. And for the man at the market who bagged the groceries and put them in the car. And thanks for the meat department worker that put the turkey on the shelf. For the worker who took the turkey off the truck, the tr driver of the truck who brought the turkey from the meat-packing meat uh, company, for the one who cleaned the bird and wrapped it up, for the farmer who raised the turkey. Kevin paused. Have I left anyone out? By now, the whole family was wondering when his prayer would end. They were hungry and ready to eat. Just then, Andy, Kevin's brother, blurted out sarcastically, well, you've been thank everyone but God. Without missing a bit, Kevin said, I was getting to him. It seems that at Thanksgiving, we thank everyone. And so we should. We should thank the people that have contributed to our lives. We should consider our parents. And we should praise our family and friends. But let's not forget God. Because He is the source of blessings. Amen? Tim Keller uh, said there are three questions the fake Christian cannot answer. Number one, do you have an evidence of God's presence in your life? Fake Christian cannot answer that question. 
Second question is, do you have evidence of scripture changing you? Faith Christian cannot answer. Third question is, do you have evidence of growing appreciation for God's mercy? Faith Christian cannot answer that question. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, you don't have a person whom you show your gratitude. As I was meditating this passage, you know, David who wrote this Psalm chapter 8, he was a uh, shepherd boy. Remember he was a shepherd boy? He spent hours, hours in the field and observed the natures and sky. So when he felt God's presence, he probably knelt down before the Lord. I think God was like, touched his heart. And he was like, wow. He was probably overwhelmed by the presence of God. And I'm sure, I can assume that he wrote this psalm. For believers, that's the distinctiveness. Believers, we express our gratitude to our creator, to our God. We can help but give God thanksgiving. Word cannot comprehend why these Christians, why do they express their gratitude to their God? Today I want to share a few among many that we need to be thankful, thankful for. As we go through this season, this is my recommendation. Try to write down things that you are so grateful for. You will come up with a like, list of lists. So it's not easy at the beginning, but when you meditate, when you ponder upon what God has done for your life, you can really make list after list. Anyway, I want to share three things. Uh, okay, we'll read that passage. God's name. We should be thankful for God's name. I like verse 1. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. I like the expression, O Lord, our Lord. David didn't say, O Lord, my Lord. He said, our Lord. This psalm was, uh, was kind of praise that people of God, they gather together and, 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 and uh, use that as a, at, at the worship setting. A special occasion like Thanksgiving. They were gathered together and, and as a community, they read this psalm. Oh Lord, our Lord, our Lord. Don't you love the fact that you have a community? Church that you belong? I appreciate that so much as I was thinking, preparing this message. I'm, Lord, so grateful that I can, I have a place that I can belong. I'm so grateful for the fact that I, I can worship God together with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Because of the God's name, we are invited into the relationship. Invited into relationship with God. When God revealed his name, he made himself known to us. He no longer was a distant deity, separate from his creation. Because of the name of Jesus, we have the relationship with our Heavenly Father. At the beginning, the name of Jesus was very important to me. I don't know about you, but 
Uh, when, I, when Jesus came into my life at the age of 17, I heard about Jesus so many times, but still it was a very foreign name to me. Wow. He said, I'm the, I'm the way, the truth, the life. Wow. Is that right? He said, I love you this much. And he showed me the cross. Wow, is that right? I was overwhelmed, yet the name of Jesus is very foreign, still very foreign to me. As the past, you know, the, my time passed, I realized more and more, wow, the name of Jesus is so intimate name because he's visiting me every single moment. I was being more aware of his visitation. Wow, yes, yes, Lord. Now I can boldly say, Lord, I love you. I love your name. Not, <clears throat> not only I love your name, I can, I can spread your name. I can embrace your name. That's the name that Jesus came into life. You know, let me share the name of Jesus in the Bible. His name is Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the end. Revelation 1.8. Lion of Judah. Revelation 5.5. 5. Anointed one. Is the anointed one, Psalm 2 2. Lord of Lords, author of life, mighty God, branch, bright and morning star, Prince of Peace, Christ, Levi, Day Star, Lord of David, Everlasting Father, Lord of Jesse, Gate. You say, I'm the gate. Son of David, Good Shepherd. I love that name. Son of God. He was 100% man, 100% God. Holy and righteous one, son of man, I'm, I, I am. He said, I am. I was before Abraham. People were like, what? You're only like, you look like only 30 years old. How can you say those kind of statement? True, behind. Emmanuel, God is with us. Wonderful counselor, king of kings, world, lamb, word of God, lamb of God. Why did he come with so many different names? So that we may recognize him and have a relationship with him. For that reason, he came with different names. When he started his name, you will but find out his glory. When you closely look at Jesus, you will but find out how glorious his light is there. You will see his glory. Because God's glory, we should be thankful for he has allowed us to share his glory, his likeness. We don't possess the glory. We radiate it. Like Moses, returning from Mount Sinai, uh, you know, whose face was radiant after meeting God. Our face shine like glow in dark figure too. That's, that's why Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians, but we Christians have no veil over our faces. We can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like him. As we walk with him day by day, we experience more of his glory working in us. As a believer, we have, a, we have been given the awesome privilege and responsibility to reflect God's glory. A little girl uh, was on the way home from church and she turned to his mom, her mom and asked mom, Mom, today's pastor was kind of confused me. I mean, she, he said, 
God is bigger than us, right? That's right. But he also said, he lives in us. What's that mean? And she said, if God is bigger than us and lives in us, wouldn't he show through? Wouldn't he show through? Yes. God wants to show through our lives so we can cast his light on the dark world. That is an important role that we can play. We should be thankful for God's name and glory that his name possesses. So many ways to, I mean, so many things that can be thankful, right? But let's thank the Lord for his name. He came in the name of Jesus into our lives. Name of Jesus means he is the Savior. Second point, we should be thankful for God's heaven. I like verse 3. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moons and the stars, which you have set in place. You know, the, the, the light travels, right? The light, uh, the beam of light travels uh, 186,000 miles in a second. That's very fast, right? In a second, the light travels 186,000 miles, uh, which is seven times around the, around, around, around the Earth. And it takes 1.2 seconds, a beam of light travels from Earth to the moon. Very fast, right? What about the sun? It takes eight minutes for that beam of, beam of light to go uh, from the earth to the sun. It's kind of far, right? Sun is very far away from us. In a year, the same beam travels almost six trillion miles. And we call it light year, light year. Wow, think about light year. That's, they travel really far, right? So far. Can you think of 100 light years? That's really, really, I mean, imagine how, how far they can go. What about 1,000 light years? What about million light years? 8 billion light years from Earth is halfway to the edge of the known universe. Did you know that? That's how best our God is. And I like this expression. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, God created the universe with his fingers. That's how best God is. As I was thinking about, meditating about heaven, you know, I'm sure David, uh, you know, he thought about, wow, look at the sky, look at the, look at the stars. And I, I thought about physical heaven, that which will go after we die. Uh, I lost both of my parents uh, 
my father passed away about seven years ago, and my, I lost my mom last year. And like, I, you know, I miss her so much. Like constantly, she's kept, you know, keep coming back to my memories, and I feel like I'm hearing her voice and all that. And and the uh, heaven became more real to me after I lost my mom, and after losing many uh, parents of our congregations, uh, my one of my best friends wife passed away not that long ago and so like uh, heaven became so real to me as I was meditating in heaven my heart was like it, it, it started was like kind of sad but it's like boom pumping full of hope full of anticipation and realized you know that is a, is a gift from God I realized that oh wait a minute that is not condemnation. That is a gift, especially for believers. Because God, with his fingers, he created the heavens. Because of that, heaven is a gift. Remember, uh, Jesus said in John 14, 2, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there prepare a place for you. He said he's going to prepare a place for us. Someone asked uh, R.G. Lee, what is heaven like? This is his response. Heaven is the most beautiful place the mind of God could conceive and the hands of God could create. Sometimes it is good to thank God in advance for our heavenly, heavenly home. If you have lost your grandparents, somebody whom you love, uh, though it is sad, do not lose your heart because God has prepared a place for us. Because of that, we should be thankful. This journey, we've got many young people here. Life is very short. We don't create to just live for this life here and, here and now. We are very futuristic people. God has prepared a place for us. That's the place we're going to go. Last point, God's care. First of all, say, what is the man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. God who created whole universe. Think about that God who created whole universe. The mighty God. He cares for you. He says, I love you. He loves us and cares for us. Because God's care, we should be thankful for his presence. Do you know that? He is with us all the time. Do you know that God is Emmanuel God? He is with us all the time. We don't feel it time to time. We don't see him, right? But he is with us all the time. Just beware. Be aware that he is with us. The word translated care in Greek, I mean Hebrew, uh, it means to visit, to attend to. God is like a, a caring friend, a good doctor, focused on our needs, like visiting us and, attend, and taking care of us. Sometimes we, we don't see him, but he is with us all the time. Do you know the old song called Always On My Mind? I didn't really know that song. But, the, you know, like, as I was preparing, oh, always on my mind, they came into my mind. Oh, what kind of song is this? And as the old guy was singing, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful song. 
It goes like this. Maybe I didn't love you as quite as I could have. Maybe I didn't love you quite as often I could have. It goes like that. And, and, and maybe I didn't treat you quite as good as I, ha- I should have. If I made you feel second best, girl, I'm sorry I was blind. You're always on my mind. You're always on my mind. It's good. But if Jesus sings this song, he probably would sing differently. He probably would say, I always loved you and loving you unconditionally. And I always treat you the best and treating you best. I want to make you my top priority to love you. You are always on my mind. Not you were. You are always on my mind. Remember the footprint story? Man looked back his life and see two sets of footprints. One, one is his, the other one is God's. As the man observes his life, when things are going well, there are two distinct sets of footprints. But interestingly, when life is difficult and the times are trying, there's only one set of footprints. He questioned God as to why he leaves him when life is hard. God responded by saying, my son, you don't understand. When there is only one set of print, footprint, it was then uh, that I carried you. God is carrying God. Like Christmas card says, he cares enough to send the very best. When he saw our need for forgiveness, he sent his one and only son to die for our sins. He did for us on the cross that we could not do ourselves. For that, we should be eternally grateful. Let me conclude my message today. We truly have much to be thankful. Don't, don't we? Amen? Amen? You guys still there, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Giving thanks to God for all he has done should be one of the most distinctiveness marks for the believers in Jesus Christ. I was, I was uh, this week I was reading uh, uh, Helen Keller's short, short essay, Three Days to See. Uh, I want actually everyone to kind of download it. Uh, you, you can type, you know, Three Days to See, uh, and you'll really enjoy it. It's only five pages long. I don't, I don't have time to read the whole thing, but, you know, Helen Keller became blind uh, and deaf as a result of uh, illness when she was nine, only 19 months old. And she impacted her generation. She lived like 80, some 80, 80 years old, like a long life. And she wrote many books and essays and all that. And one of the essays, she said, three days to see. Let me just read a little portion. Sometimes I have thought that we should live each day as if it were our last. I like her perspective. Most of us, however, take life for granted. We take life for granted. And she said, uh, Recently, I was visited by a good friend. She had just returned from a walk in the woods. What did you see, I asked. Nothing in particular, was her reply. How is it possible to walk for an hour and see nothing worth of note? I cannot see, but I find hundreds of things that interest me. I feel the delicate patterns of leaves and on and on. And, uh, and she said, if... By some miracle, I were granted just 
three days to see, I should divide the period into three parts. And she said, on the first day, I should like to see the people whose kindness and friendship have made my life worth living. And she mentions her teachers, Sullivan, Messi, Messi and, and she said, I, like to, uh, I would like to watch the eyes and uh, faces react expressed through uh, thoughts and events. And I would look long into their faces imprinting upon my minds and outward evidence of beauty within them, on and on. And I, I like the fact that she mentioned, on the busy first day, I should like to look into the loyal, trusting eyes of my dogs. She had a dog, and she wanted to see her dog in her eyes. I should also want to see simple things in my home. I want to see the warm colors in the rugs under my feet. And this goes on. In the afternoon of the first day, I should take a long walk into the woods. I would desperately to observe in a few hours the vast splendor which is constantly unfolding for those who can see. On the way home, I would stop at the farm so that I might see the horses and also pray for the glory of the colorful sunset. The next day, second day of the sight, I should, or, or, uh, I should arise to watch the dawn. And this day, I want to visit like a metropolitan museums of the art and theaters, and, and this goes on. And she said, I want to go to Empire State Building and see people walking and passing by and all the other things. At the end, this is, this is how we end this essay. I who am blind can give one hint to those who see. Use your eyes as if tomorrow you would become blind. Use your other senses the same way, hear the music of a voice, the song of the birds as you would be the deaf tomorrow. Touch each object as if tomorrow this sense would fail. Smell the perfume of flowers. Taste each morsel as if tomorrow you could never taste or smell again. Make the most of every sense. Glory in the pleasure and the beauty the world reveals to you through your sense. But of all sense, I am sure that sight must be most delightful. Someone asked her, don't you have any resentment toward God? You couldn't see, you couldn't talk, you couldn't hear. You know what she said? No, I don't even have enough time to thank God. I don't even have time to thank God. What do you mean? What kind of question is this? Before she died, this is what she said. Oh, I had a wonderful life. I had a wonderful life. How could she say that? Because she had a personal relationship with, of, with Jesus Christ. When Christ visiting us, when we experience Him, we can but give God thanksgiving. That's the distinctiveness of Christian. So as we are entering into the communion today, every time I enter the communion, this is my prayer. Lord, help us to experience you today as we entering into communion today. So, would you join me in prayer? Lord God, send your Holy Spirit upon us that the bread which we break may be to us the communion of the body of Christ. And the cup which we bless, the communion of his blood, grant that being joined together in him, we may attain to the unity of the faith and grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ our Lord, risen Lord. For I receive from the Lord 
What I also pass it on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after suffering, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Heavenly Father, would you prepare us so that we can experience you today, Lord God. Thank you for coming to us. Thank you for walking toward us, Lord God. We'd like to open our hearts and we want to receive you today, Lord. And we want to experience you, Lord, today. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord has prepared this table for all who love him and trust him alone for their salvation. All who are truly sorry for their sins, who sincerely believe in the Lord Jesus as their Savior, and who desire to live in obedience to him are now invited to come with gladness to the table of the Lord. So when you're ready, I want you to come and I want you to experience Lord Jesus Christ today. Whenever you're ready, feel free to come. Receive the body and the blood of Christ our Lord Jesus.